Hey guys, this is Nirmal Bhansali and you're listening to the Curiosec podcast, a place where we ask questions to people about the way they've navigated through their lives and careers. In this episode, I speak to Gopal Krishnan, who is not only the co-founder of Eklavyas, which is a sports media website that is dedicated to covering Indian basketball. He's also the co-founder of Pursuit, a sports management company that is trying to create opportunities for budding athletes across India. I had a lot of fun in the conversation with Gopal. It was really interesting to know about the ideas behind this venture. It was great knowing his journey. So without much further ado, here's the show. Welcome to the Curious Egg Podcast. My name is Nirmal Bhansali and today we have with us Gopal. Welcome to the show, Gopal. I'm really glad that you're here. Hey, awesome, man. Thanks so much for inviting me. Yeah, so let's just dive right in. I want to talk to you about Eklavyas first and then talk right. to you about the journey. Can you please tell us like what exactly is Eklavyas? What is it supposed to be? What's the idea behind it? Uh, okay, so... Well, Eklavya has really started off, it's about change, right? Uh, you might, you, I'm sure you're familiar with, with the whole mythology, right? Mahabharat. Eklavya was the, was the classic underdog, right? His whole funda was he had no training, he had no resources. So we thought that, you know, others should not suffer the fate that Eklavya had to suffer, right? He had to cut off his thumb for a guru who was or was not on his side. So if you extrapolate that to today's situation in India specifically, obviously it must be true for other developing countries as well. But when it comes to India specifically, apart from cricket, mm. uh, every other sport, and I, I'm, I'm talking about this obviously from uh, five years ago, because the situation has changed between when I was in, uh, when I graduated and now for the better. So five years ago, at least it was much worse in the sense cricket was, was definitely number one. Now you do have badminton and other sports coming up. So the idea was that all these other sports are like eclavers. The entire system itself. There is no support. Uh, so the idea was that lawyer, lawyers especially, right? We are supposed to facilitate. We are supposed to advocate on behalf of someone. So if you look at advocacy in a general sense, it's not just fighting something in, in, in a court of law. It's about speaking on behalf of someone or something else. So, which is why Eklavya started off. So, we, we are basically a platform which looks to promote alternate sports. Sports outside of cricket. We are not anti-cricket. But the fact is that cricket does not need promotion. It does not need us to do what we do. Right? So, we promote all of these sports. We try to create a system around it. So, that all these sports have an equal footing. So, that kids today can decide to be, become a cricketer because he or she loves cricket. At the same time, the kid should, should also be able to decide to become a volleyball player, a basketballer, a sprinter, whatever he wants. It should not be that I have no option, that's why I'm playing cricket. Right? So, so that's the whole idea. So that's, that, that's the process that we've been working on in creating this system to support uh, an athlete. Okay, this is really interesting. Uh, I want to know, so when you start off with something like this, you don't really see, let's say, a tangible future uh, initially. Like you have a problem starting off. So how did how did this become popular? Like did it catch on? Was it hard initially? How did you uh, get this to become big? Uh, see, firstly, we have we have not become big. All right, we are still 
a very niche uh, like we are we are well known within our particular basket indian basketball community but we are not big in the general sense of uh, we don't have like a million hits a day or anything of that sort for that matter uh, so whether it was hard initially i would honestly say no because you are so when you start off something right the bug stops with you you're so driven you're so motivated you don't even think of uh, what could go wrong you're so excited by what all can go right right so that's like a honeymoon period in in entrepreneurship right so initially you just going you just traveling and once especially like in my case also we all get jobs right after college so i worked for a year year and a half in in uh, in gurgaon and then inside once you are once you into sports right 6 o'clock in the evening even if you're sitting in office you're wearing formals you like bhai jaake kuch khelna hai right so the whole uh, pent up sort of thing that okay now i finally have the chance to let loose right so that initially drove us a lot in the first year and a half but then yes then if you ask recently yeah then obviously you have to evolve beyond just yourself you have to create systems and you have to find solutions to problems so it gets hard so yeah but initially yes it was it was actually exhilarating very easy okay so something i really want to know was were there any events in your past where like certain experiences that helped you decide like helped you decide the course of your action right now uh that's that's a good question so i mean when you are when you are in school right you you do a lot of things you uh you practice music you sing you dance you debate right so for me uh, till about 5th standard i i hated school i really didn't enjoy it uh, but then suddenly and it's this is the case i'm sure for most most kids in india right you start off playing cricket okay it's like a default sport and only then you switch to another sport so i was i was there in the outfield in school okay lunch hour or something classic when you don't like playing cricket they make you outfielder okay so i was just there in the outfield and uh, obviously the ball is not coming to me cricket gives you a lot of time to think <laughs> because nothing is happening right so anyway i was there in the outfield right and then uh, behind me in school there was a basketball court so there was other friend of mine he like dude why don't you come try out basketball so this was uh, in in 6th standard actually right so i'm like then look back at the cricket field it's like no one even notices that if i'm there or not there so i'm like fuck it <laughs> so i just the game was still going on okay one outfielder less so i started going and uh, classics thing is around the world right where you have to shoot the basketball from different points so that that moment actually uh, i still remember very vividly i was like this is the sport because it seemed so focused right you just have to put a ball in the hoop it seems simple but then as you get into it i'm like whoa so it's a it's a continuing sort of uh, intrigue and curiosity and sophistication about the sport so that's what so i would say definitely that has been the most Uh, defining moment in my childhood because i felt it arrived because as soon as i started playing basketball my grades improved i became more social i became more confident so i could start taking part in debates right so i would say basketball really like brought me out of a shell what about uh, your spark in journalism how did you develop an interest was it uh, like just out of nowhere or uh, was there something in your childhood or in your college life that helped you go in that field uh see this definitely is a is a college phenomenon see my mom is a is a published author so she writes okay uh so definitely it's definitely credit to her it's not uh, but i obviously again this is a very stereotypical notion but as kids or as boys in india you do not think of writing as a profession 
you like this is this is lame this is like udan similar except that my parents did not put that kind of pressure on me but i always thought writing is like a very feminine thing to do i mean why would i write i would rather play talk to my friends and all of that so i started writing actively i had written a few articles before in school for the hindu has like supplements you have na for uh, youngsters and all that so i had written that but i was never serious about it in fact i even wrote a poem on basketball in school so i'm like if i have to write a poem i might as well write about basketball so uh, anyway so but that was just a passing phase but college is when i realized that writing is a form of expression like i need that for my own sanity again you know you obviously you are in law school right law school is an extremely uh, stressful environment right uh, and uh, and you don't know who you can talk to who you can't how much you can talk to who do you trust who do you not right and obviously anil jodhpur is like in the middle of nowhere you have 500 people thrown in like you have to bond with them so when you try that okay and then you feel obviously it takes time to connect right with it takes time to connect you don't know who's who and what is what so in that period in probably end of first semester i started just writing started blogging so i would say definitely college is where i started blogging in fact my first blog was about how you need to have marks for like if you attend a sports fest you lose attendance okay i'm like why why what is why are you doing so it is a very sort of hard hitting article and then i got a lot of comments saying don't do this you're going anti establishment i'm not i'm not i'm like dude we are, we are representing the university but in this case actually even my my own dad my dad has been a professor for the longest time so in he like i i brought this up with him i'm like why are we not why is this not being recognized as an activity in college right so my dad like i'm sure no you guys must have gone to bangalore must have just gone to drink beer and <laughs> so so i'm like no we genuinely we feel pr- proud about representing because you you got to do what you're good at right yeah. so that's what the blog was about and that's how it started uh, and then it just kept growing you know i just started writing for sports kida and things of that sort so just very organically started from college so you didn't feel like let's say quitting college i mean law is really really rigorous you don't really have that much time to focus on your side hobbies so to speak did you ever feel that you wanted to quit college and pursue probably a course more in line with your interest yeah so see that's the thing okay honestly law school is as rigorous as you want it to be if you <laughs> right so you can you can choose for it to be as rigorous or as not rigorous as possible so anyway by by the time you finish or by the time i finish second year uh the law school is is it's not like a honeymoon period it's like the nightmare phase the first two years okay so by the time that got over you know how to crack exams you know how to pass and there is no pressure from my family that they just said as long as you stay above c level that's like the pun right c is the c minus whatever right just pass so like yeah, that's what you want that's it's it's not a big deal so i and honestly we knew then i'm sure many most people even know now is that law school or the grades in law school do not define you if you have to become an advocate or a lawyer or a singer or a dancer it's a work that you put into it five years of law school is not going to define that but then yeah you do need a degree so i me and my friends we just did enough to uh, do what was necessary let's put it that way right in fact many of my friends who had lower gpas than me are working in uh, tier one law firms so so it's not honestly it's not that big a deal right so so that was pretty it wasn't that challenging to be honest all right uh something i want to know was so you study in a field of law and then right after graduation you pursue something completely different uh, 
how did you handle that pressure internally like externally probably family pressure you know there's always this notion that you need the employment you need to get like a good job or a job that is decently paying how do you handle that pressure initially starting off what did you do about it okay so just to be clear i i did get placed immediately in college itself right by the final semester of college i had got placed at uh, lexis nexis right the legal publishing house so so that's also you have to address this you can't just quit and do something random it all sounds very cool when bill gates does it but it, but bill gates is like the top i don't know like 0.001% of the people who can pull that shit off okay we can't right? yeah that's so true. so so in fact i did have a job even when i joined lexis nexis i was very conscious that i have to do something in sports specifically in basketball because i you know after a point of time if something continues to uh, attract you or keep you passionate because till about 17 18 ha basketball i like playing basketball 1920 like ha i still like playing basketball 20 or like okay, okay i need to get out of this like why why am i still so nuts about this but if that continues after a certain age you know this is your scene right so i but i also was very aware i had to earn a earn a living sounds like a very meritocratic statement but i had to like be independent financially so i worked for a year and a half i was very conscious during the time going to save up money right so i saved up probably a, a lakh a lakh and a half okay and the fact that i was working in gurgaon i am from bangalore my family is from bangalore so i used that time two years away from home as an argument beta ghar aa raha hai wapas so you need to six months you need to give because you know that you have initially in a startup you don't know what you're doing at all it's pure exploration so i knew that if, if i work for two years saved a lakh and a half and during that time when i saved the lakh and a half i made sure i i bought the stuff i would need like i got a laptop all of those capital expenses all of those purchases were made at that point of time so then i finished that came back home i knew that six months of grace period i'll get at home because then there'll be still be ha sun is there is come we don't know let's feed him properly all of that so that first six months is crucial and then once you start getting your first client or your first article then you know or even your parents know that he's doing something he's not like wasting his time so then you just have to keep building and, and communication you have to tell your family or parents what you're up to give them advance notice right and say it in a way which is which is not hostile because as as a younger generation right we just we are very uh, not aggressive but very very outspoken but you have to sort of put yourself in their shoes throw in a bit of philosophy behavioral economics to basically explain that but my dad is an economics professor right so he reads all of these hardcore non fiction uh, books so I have to, I, you have to give references see this is where law school comes in you have to give precedent you have to show others have done it before you right so all of these fun and you keep on just showing them that this is something you are serious about it's not like a whim and then it works out okay so i want to talk about this the way you covered events like how do you decide initially how did you decide what events to cover how do you give importance how did you work through that space because it's not really that popular at least in the initial stages so how did right. you work through uh, going about your uh, reporting and your website okay so so first stage always is like again to talk about basketball right if you if you want to cover a sport or cover any field whether it's even like say copyright law for example you first see what's out there right it starts off with a very simple google search you find out what what are the sites what are the platforms what information is already out there and then based on that you decide whether to join that organization 
or else start something of your own so when it came to basketball there was only one blog right uh, it's, it's a hoopisani blog he's still going very strong at it so that one blog was there so i contacted him uh and then i realized that uh, what is actually needed is a uh, coverage coverage of the sport if you look at the if you open a newspaper right it's the the page is called sports page but the entire news is around cricket it starts from new zealand versus australia india not even playing up huh? new zealand versus australia and then it goes down to ranji trophy and then at the same so initially my thing was maybe other sports are not being played only right it creates that when you don't see something you assume the negative right that kuch ho hi nahi raha correct but then through college i actually so social media was started at that time okay 2010 when i was in fourth year of law school is when i actually got on facebook right so then i just started randomly you read right you come across a few names in basketball so then i contacted them they all accepted my friend request imagine you imagine you sending a friend request to virat kohli today you can't his pr machinery has removed that he's not even a person he's become a page correct right but but i was able to contact directly all of india's players legends right i send them uh, then then they was i told them see i blog right then then they co- connected me to sports kida and then i started that process so initially the, the idea was not a website initially the idea was just to follow your curiosity what is this sport about because once you reach college you stop thinking of your own game you stop thinking about how you're going to make threes you start thinking at a systemic level that how is the sport going to evolve like what is your role in that sport right so start off just curiosity asking questions eventually i felt that how what is needed is a website because i feel like as one sport at least is a website right we're not asking how much a website today will take like a month not even a month a week or so to create you have so many templates and it just felt like a, a community or a sport needs its own space personal space if basketball is your life you need to be able to go somewhere and just see basketball news instead of seeing somewhere some ravindra jadeja ka beard ka photo we don't want to see that right however good he or she might be it has to have that centric to what your interest is so that's how we started as a website uh what was the big break for your website any particular event that was really important to eclavias as an organization definitely in fact uh, i i don't know how if you know this or how many people know this but india beat china in basketball uh, in 2014 okay that was that was big news big news obviously in relation to basketball itself being such a small space but when i say big news is when basketball makes mainstream media attention okay right so when india beat china this game happened in china itself so this hoopisani blog blogger was telling about he, by this time he had started working with us he happened to be based in beijing so we we part sponsored his travel uh to this particular venue i think it's uh, in wuhan so i uh, so then he was the only indian journalist covering it and by that time our website had this feature of live play by play commentary because we all saw that in cricket for right mm. so i'm like for basketball also if if a if a guy or a girl is sitting in office and faking work right why the whole the whole play by play commentary is basically for people in office or board okay generally or or who are in college who don't have tv or whatever at that point in time so i'm like let's do this for basketball because basketball may every every possession you have five different things happening yeah, it's not as right? boring so, your words not mine <laughs> so but yeah so there there are so many things happening right so 
so uh, this blogger Karan, we sent him there. We got him accreditation with the FIBA uh, organization. So he was the only reporter, and I was sitting in Bangalore. So we both started doing live commentary for that game. We were like, "Ha, India is going to get thrashed." Okay, so started off that way. We were down and all. So, but then somehow we just kept it going through the game. We ended up winning. And since we we only had one Indian journalist, I'm I'm including all of the entire Indian media, right? Whoa. No, no one else. NDTV Times now could not send a reporter for whatever reason. But we we were able to send someone. So all of these guys, because only when you win, right? When something becomes viral, that's when you want the news. So our guy had gone there. I mean, uh, he had taken a photo. Karan had taken a nice photo in the locker room, which then got picked up. So everyone, once we won, celebrities started sharing that tweet. Okay, Farha, Farhan Akhtar, Abhishek Bachchan, whole a whole bunch of them. And then they were like, "Whoa, where? Now, now journalists woke up. Now media houses woke up. Like, where are we going to get this news?" Then they go to this tiny blog, right? Eklavyas me. Wahan pe live commentary, her play pe aise 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 aise. And then our site crashed. Oh. That was that was crazy because we never anticipate. We don't think of so. We like, "Ha, theek hai yar." Ek din me five people together will be checking in Max. But then our server crashed and got some thirty-five thousand hits, which is great for uh, for basketball. So that was the time when we realized, okay, we have done something which has not been uh, done before. So that was the moment where we felt we had arrived, uh, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, so after that, I want to know now, given that media doesn't really cover events like these particular alternate sports, so to speak, uh, do you see any tangible impact that your organization is bringing about? Like. Since you started till now, at least a small impact. Uh, uh, where do you see yourself in the sphere right now? Okay, so we are definitely we uh, we have a we have a space. We have an identity. So we are known as the guys who give quality content, right? So in, in fact, and in terms of impact, I'll give you like two examples. So one is now I I used to play a lot in in Jodhpur, right? When in college, anyway, you like. ठीक है नहीं नथिंग एस टू डू राइट आई डोंट नो इफ देर लाइक प्लेसेस दैट ओपन अप अराउंड कॉलेज बट देर नो देर नो लाइक नाइट सीन इन इन एनएलयू राइट व्हाट इज द प्लेस आउटसाइड हंस कॉलेज नॉट हंस अदर वन डूड ऑन द राइट साइड वेयर पार्टीज की हैपनिंग एचडीएल हां सो एचडीएल वाज लाइक द ओनली सीन राइट सो यू डोंट नो व्हाट टू डू प्लस यू हैव आई डोंट नो दैट रूल इज स्टिल देयर बट यू हैव लाइक ओनली टू आउट पासेस इन अ मंथ और समथिंग ओके सो लाइक व्हाट डू यू डू राइट सो देन आई वाज कांस्टेंटली प्लेइंग बास्केटबॉल थ्रूआउट Okay, on on that on on the cement court, I I guess it's still cement, unfortunately. So so then wait, I forgot your question. What is the question? I know I'm answering it, but what is the question again? Uh, so basically, what sort of impact did Eklavias bring about? Ha ha ha! Right, right. So so then I started playing uh, in NBA like six eight hours a day. Okay, anyway, classes you you know how you learn how to bunk in your course. Uh, anyway, so so we I have been very anti cement because by the time I came to third year. I got something what is known as a jumpers knee. Okay, that time I was very proud of it. I'm like, ha, Dwayne Wade had the same thing. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so even I had. <laughs> okay, so jumpers knee basically is that when you have on a high impact sport, if you play on cement, it messes up your ligaments and joints or whatnot. Right. So when we started, Ekla was very conscious of this, and uh, that I even NLU, I, NLU wasn't the case that much, but I it used really used to annoy me when guys played cricket on basketball courts. Okay, so I know, I know, I I know it doesn't happen in NLU because that happens in that uh, 
uh, mess arc the yeah. but basically so this happened it's very rampant in other colleges because floodlights are there theek hai and cricket mein the guys they don't necessarily want to play a full field for whatever reason so one someone when ekla base started someone from nit kurukshetra dropped a message an email to us saying that see our college has organized something called night cricket theek hai where basically you have six dudes playing cricket on a basketball court and he his his complaint was that whenever you put the wickets or you take the strike okay you you're making cracks in the in the surface right so he so he sent that to me and we put up an article so i actually tried to get hold of the university ka some administrative sports officer or someone i'm like how can you allow this because you have a full cricket field next to it so we put up the article right and immediately that event got banned the code got refurbished right so that's just an example of of the impact uh, that you have had this is this is a small thing but these are the kind of things that really, you actually feel the power of media as a fourth pillar of democracy and ha this is what it means you know you can actually impact change another uh, example of how we have impacted change in a very small way is uh, athletes in india right uh, when you retire you basically disappear okay and and life is unfair in the sense that you don't what if you get sick what if you get injured what happens then right it's a very very stressful profession because by the age of 35 when other professions you're reaching your peak you have already declined so what do you do next so there is one player from uh, punjab seven footer uh, he needed surgery he had no money so he contacted us and some of his well wishers contacted us and we started a uh, crowdfunding campaign to help him so so we managed to raise exceed the funds that he needed for his surgery and that initiative of ours got carried in times of india saying that media website eclavels helps oh that's uh, great or indian basketball community comes together to help this guy so these are small instances of grassroots uh, mobilization where you can impact change so you have another venture that's going on uh, pursuit i think could you tell us more about yes. that okay so pursuit is actually interesting because see i have always thought as a as a media person as a promoter as a i won't say marketing because i don't understand the marketing principle but as a marketing promotion guy uh, at that same time i was very well aware that i was only solving two or three other problem areas right when you look at any sport in india there are we have identified four areas one is it needs more exposure which is media promotion which is what i was doing then it needs uh, better infrastructure whether it is coaching or facilities okay then third is it needs better events you need to have a, a structured league if you look at the us or wherever you have leagues or right from the uh, club level from second third fourth it's a competition with league based competition because in india there is just tournaments ek tournament ho gaya dusra there's no continuity and the fourth which is very interesting is player management a job of an athlete is to just play he or she should not have to think about uh how how they going to take care of the family how to worry about finances whether this agreement that i'm signing is it actually going to screw me over or is it going to help me right but i knew that as a media person this is not my area right like i said law school i just survived okay i did fine to pass so, so then one of my colleagues vishnu actually he's my uh, he was my uh, 
classmate in uh, in NLU, same batch. He in fact stayed opposite my room. So he had been working for a law firm. Okay, so I, I that way I'm very manipulative in the sense that I know that uh, law firms law firms really sort of squeeze the life out of you, right? <laughs> so so I so and I knew that the, the environment of NLU allows you. You have so many bright people around you who are very smart. So I kept telling everyone around me, ha ha, the grass is very green on this side. <laughs> it's brilliant. It's not true, obviously. Like I, I wasn't making a lot of money or anything. So, uh, but then Vishnu, obviously, uh, he and he he was part of the college basketball team with me. So he had already worked at a at a top law firm, and he he was starting to get a bit uh, disillusioned with it. Uh, and he was also. And but then he's he's a born corporate lawyer, right? So he knows how to draft agreements all that. So I told him, dude, why don't you just join me? Because this is a problem area I cannot solve on my own, right? I need someone to actually take this up. So the moment he joined, we escalated. We realized that okay, talent management. If you look at again, this is very interesting. But uh, I'm sure you have seen Entourage, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I've heard of it. You've heard of it. So okay, I guess I'm too old now. This is a previous generation. But Entourage is HBO original series. So basically, the point is many talent management companies globally are actually run by lawyers. Oh, this is not something that people know about, but it, it's a fact. Like if you look at IMG, which is the world leader in sports marketing and management, IMG was founded by a corporate lawyer. NBA's uh, uh, Davidson, former commissioner, he started off as a legal counsel with the NBA. Right. So obviously, all these arguments are used. <laughs> so, so as soon as he came, we we immediately started signing up players, and we realized we needed to rebrand because the whole idea of talent management is that you have to find. Since there is no pro league in India yet, you have to find opportunities for Indian players abroad, right? And as a brand, Eklavias is something that is very Indian. It's meant for grassroots media in India. Like you and I understand what Eklavias is. But as soon as we started approaching international scouts or coaches, saying that these are we are Eklavias, like Ek what Ek Eklavia, what is that? Right. So we just wanted a more uh, corporate and uh, identity, which is why uh, we started Pursuit. So now, how does an ordinary day look like? I mean, how do you balance Eklavias and Pursuit in your normal life now? Uh, that's that's a great question. In fact, it's 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 very hard, right? Because initially. Like I like I told you, there's this honeymoon period when you're in your early twenties. You don't think about money, salary, uh, getting married, right? All of these things. But then that phase, uh, that phase uh, passes. So uh, then it gets really hard. So in fact, I started off being very aggressive because you you basically have to be your own boss. Okay, it sounds good, but it you can actually end up being very harsh on yourself because when you're doing a job. You know you're there. You finish the job by nine to five or nine to nine. You pack, and someone else is responsible for assigning you work. But when you're doing it by yourself, uh, you can either be very relaxed. Hmm. You can chill, saying, "Ha, that is one approach." Or the other is yours. You put so much pressure on yourself because you are your harshest critic. So initially, actually, started off being very imbalanced. I was like working throughout, right? Uh, but then, in fact, last year is or a few months ago is when finally we sort of cracked it. In uh, now you have a lot of these productivity apps. You realize you need to uh, accept technology, right? So you have all these productivity apps and tools. So that really helps. Plus, you also honestly you learn how to prioritize. Initially, you're just taking up every assignment. 
you're so excited, you'll do this, you'll do that, you'll provide this service, that service. But then over time, you learn, you just mature. You know what to focus on. So I would say focusing on that one or, through, uh, one or two most impactful uh, tasks that get the most result. In, in economic terms it's, or uh, entrepreneurship terms, it's called the Pareto Principle. 80-20 rule. Yeah, okay, yeah. that 80% of your results actually come from, stem from 20% of your actions. So you just need to figure out what those 20% actions are which give you those results. So I'm not saying we're there yet, but definitely we have, uh, we're getting there. Okay, so any interesting profile that you worked on? I mean, like through pursuit, some something that pops in your head always. Oh yeah, yeah definitely. So, uh, so right now actually, uh, two of our players whom we represent are playing abroad. Uh, one guy is in the uh, NBA G League. So for those who are not familiar with basketball, that's the second hardest league to play in in the world. It used to be called the D League, but it's become the G League, right? So, uh, and that's big news, you know. That that's something that it still amazes us, because in India, we have a lot of talent, and we are actually much better. If you look at our team as a whole, in terms of ranking, we are better than football. But football may we make news when we win Asia ka second division ka something qualifier. Okay, but in basketball, we are already there. We're already among the top teams in Asia, already beaten China twice, Philippines once, agreed they're not the strongest, they didn't feel the strongest teams at that time. Uh, and basketball being a team sport, unlike say badminton, a lot of things don't get noticed. Because individual performances within a team, if your team is losing, then no one, no one cares. Right? But then we knew there are these, there are these guys on the Indian team who are very, very good. Okay, again, I don't want to get to basketball geeky, but if you look at how the sport has evolved, it's all become very fluid. It's sort of become positionless now. Right? You have, you still need all five guys who can dribble, pass and shoot. You don't have the traditional center anymore. Even the big man is now playing stretch four. So one of our guys, Amjot Singh, is playing in the GD. He's killing it. In fact, he, uh, so that's a very exciting profile in the sense that uh, we are very hopeful he might get, you know, a few minutes. Uh, he might get after a 10-day contract in the NBA. So that's something that I would really Whoa. ask everyone to, to keep a lookout for. Uh, in fact, he put up a photo of him with Westbrook that went uh, went viral. So, so he's a very exciting prospect. The other guy we're really proud of proud of is playing in Australia right now. This is the story that that really amazes us because he's he's a he was doing Kheti seven years ago. Wo Kheti in Punjab like actual Gehu and so he didn't know anything about basketball. But so he started playing at the age of nineteen. Immediately he picked it up. You know, some people are just, just born, they know how to play the game. So now he's playing in Australia, which is among the top leagues in the world. The Australian men's team, I think, was fourth in the in the last Olympics or something. Whoa. Right? So he's, he's playing there. So just imagine you picking up a sport at the age of 19. You had never heard of it. You are in rural Punjab. All you used to play was Kabaddi till that point of time. And then you're killing it. You go to Australia, you're a center, you're a big man. So he's someone who really, really inspires us. And I feel like he can inspire others as well. So these are definitely uh, two of our players that we're very excited about for very different reasons. One guy is pure skill, talent, swag. The other guy is this brawn, you know, uh, muscle, big man who just plays his heart out. So these are guys we're really excited about. So now you've worked in Eklavias and Pursuit for quite some time. You've met with a lot of people around the country. Right. Uh, how has it impacted your life now? Uh, 
the impact is like ongoing i guess i mean it's it's a very hard question to answer uh but it it just opens you up to the fact that what you thought was an impossible idea at one point of time cuz everything starts off as just a, not even a germ a tiniest seed of a thought right when you're studying in law school like even in college i'm like the back of my head i'm like what if we do something along this line but then once you actually take have that not even courage but you decide to walk that through that little narrow door that little dot just opens up expands expands so it's, it's fascinating because there are so many worlds out there which you're not fa- familiar with because most of us we live in our bubbles right like in law school you, or even among lawyers right fellow lawyers become your social circles doctors are around doctors right but then you realize that there there are always worlds out there very happy worlds when they're sustainable they're living by themselves so i think that that's sort of openness to just accept that there are communities out there which are different from you and they're happy within that so it just makes you i think it makes you more humble it makes you more open to experiences in fact just yesterday in fact i i joined this climbing community in bangalore okay uh, so that's what a club is also focused on like alternate sports right so if you look at it there are many other sports which are picking up now surfing uh, skiing winter sports skateboarding so one of these things is called bouldering right where you just climb boulders pretty much so i joined this community it is pretty cool in fact it was started by a lo- by a lawyer <laughs> so <laughs> so i'm like see you don't think of it right in fact there are so many so many people who have who are doing multiple things so it just opens up your mind to possibility that you don't have to be black and white if you're a lawyer you don't have to just be a lawyer if you're a singer you don't have to just be a singer there are there are there are linkages between all of these things so that's that's i would say the most big learning that i've had okay so this you mentioned alternate sports is it something really interesting so how do you then go about expanding like when did you decide to expand uh that's again a very good question because you got to be very careful if you stretch yourself too quickly uh then you end up messing what you already have uh so again we are very like for me and my colleague vishnu we are very focused that we are going to work only in, start off working only in those sports where we genuinely try to do ourselves right like uh, adventure sports it may seem random like if you ask logically it should be basketball then it should be football but neither of us actually play football but we do try and make it a point that every month or so we go on a trek or we go surfing right in or just sports that are connected to nature right because for us going outdoors is a part of getting back to normal so to speak so so that's why we're getting into extreme sports uh so that's how we started we're not looking at it as a as a business model yet it's not like we are looking at we're going to say okay ha uh, skating mein this much revenue has come so we're going to do that it doesn't work that way at the end you have to create the value yourself if this was a logic then we should have started off with football first and not basketball it has to be something that you care about and you're passionate about because you know for a fact if there are 1.3 billion people not everyone wants to be virat kohli it's just pure logic right that you if you have 1.3 billion people there is enough and more space for any sport and another uh, point that i'd like to make is we also choose sports based on the overall cultural impact like basketball has a unique identity it is associated with certain things it can bring about a massive change i'm talking about it because it has impact across music hip hop uh lifestyle uh design fashion 
right it's a very cross cultural thing so we want sports that have personality and we feel that it, it's the same with skating skateboarding or climbing for the matter climbing all these sports have a very anti establishment not that we are, we are against the establishment but they they have a certain philosophy behind it so for us that's that's what attracts us it can't just be a sport it has to be something that can have a impact across other areas as well oh so what now what what have you guys planned for now anything new some where do you look at eclavias or pursuit for that matter yeah so our yeah so there are a whole bunch of things actually because when you when you basically starting up you're just having these visions of what can be and then you're going about it but to answer you you in in more specific terms uh again starting off with basketball right we always keep thinking why is kobe bryant not coming to india why is michael jordan not coming to india okay so i'm not telling you we're going to do this but let's just say this is something we're working on okay <laughs> not 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 on these players specifically but the idea that they are real people because we have this thing where we've just seen videos of them we've put up posters of them in our in our rooms but just to have an impact of a say a michael jordan coming and telling you right that you can be a baller just imagine how how explosive or how crazy that can be right so that's something we're working on we're trying to tie up with uh, with with their agents and and their managers and trying to get more nba stars in india because nba does it nba itself brings uh, current players in the off season but we want it to be a year round thing that every day you should be able to go here there you'll find some current or former nba star who's running a clinic or a camp or whatever that's one second is uh, we would love to do more multimedia content uh, because when we started off eclavia as a website blogs were still the source of information but the last 5 years has seen a very tectonic shift in technology uh, it's become more video led uh, it's become more podcast led which is why i mean when your podcast is great that way right so the whole idea is to because the message is the same whether you're writing it or speaking it or you're showing a video so we want to do more sketches we want to do more fun stuff we want to do more like i said uh, we have we want to make sports like a cultural thing so you can't just say this guy has scored or this this lady has scored how many points because for a for basketball players like us that's interesting enough but the whole idea is to expand the market for a sport so we have to tie it up to other things so we would love to work with say comedians right stand up comedians now have become what news channels used to be 15 years ago they are the truth speakers soothsayers right so we want to use their influencers use them as uh, so we have identified a lot of uh, entertainers who love basketball or who love sports so we're trying to uh, connect with them and trying to create good quality entertaining content right and uh, another thing we would want to do we want to represent women athletes okay this is another very interesting trend most people know this but we don't acknowledge it is that if you look at olympic sports where are we getting the medals from women women are the ones who are getting you the medals they are the only ones who are like who are able to perform internationally i'm not saying men don't work hard but the fact is results are coming from women so we want to represent women ballers if you look at badminton or tennis who brought or gymnastics who brought a name to these sports so we feel that even basketball 
all this focus on our players yes amjo amritpal singh yes they are great they also we want them to succeed but we also want to start repping women players as you feel like just the fact that if you are a woman athlete in india already you have substance cuz already you have gone through so much so they they make for natural uh, spokespersons they make for natural role models so we have identified a couple of uh, female athletes that we want to uh, work with and promote and then another thing that a uh, couple of things we want to do is like i told you uh, infra right there is still this such a big thing that basketball is an outdoor sport it is not basketball is not an outdoor sport just because people play it on cement outside it is not supposed to be that way for the sport to evolve right at some point time ha huh, you are you are shooting threes as a kid or you are taking right hand layups but then as you reach college you have to start working on your handles you have to start working on your weak hand you have to start being more explosive but what that means is the impact on the joints is going to be exponentially higher than what it was when you were a kid when you were a 12 13 year old kid so we want to convert all of all cement courts into at least synthetic if not synthetic then wooden right or uh, stuff like that. we want to have courts covered so we want to do a lot of work on the infra side uh, then another thing we would want to do is we would love to send young indian talent abroad to train so say for example you decide right you are in second year of law school you like ha nahi mujhe basketball player banna hai that is just the beginning of the process where do you train how do you train when do you train right so india does not yet have that advanced level of coaching or facilities yet so and it's not like a it's not like we want to send guys abroad and so that they never play for india the whole idea is that between the age of 12 to 18 when you become serious about the sport and when you realize this is what you want to do it's the most formative years right so that point in time we want to send kids abroad on scholarships from punjab chatisgarh all of these because the main talent when it comes to sport very interesting is from rural areas not bombay delhi bangalore because we have so many things to do right we like ha huh, sport so we want to send kids from rural areas abroad to europe we're tying up with academies so we've tied up with img academy in the us the same which has satnam singh and Maria Sharapova and the pace we tied up with them we were tying up with an uh, academy in Australia we are also looking at tying up with academies in Europe and uh, in other parts of Asia to send kids abroad so that they learn the learn the fundamentals of basketball they come back and play for India so, so that oh, that's something we want to do yeah that's really nice just one last question and we'll end this conversation what right now do you think is something that you've really learned through the course of your life something that you really want to pursue some sort of lesson it might sound cliche but i think you <laughs> i think you've gone you've met enough people you've you've seen a lot of grassroots reality to have developed some sort of perception uh, okay again at least in my case i would i think again i, I can't speak for others but you know right from you from when you're very young you know who you are okay you know what you're about and i don't think that fundamental self awareness changes so what i would only want to tell people is that just stick to that because when you go to school or go to college even for me nlu right you think you have to be someone but you don't have to be that person fuck that right you don't have to be that person right you, you so that all of these sort of things will come into your life where which will make you think of deviating from your path but always be very aware in your head that no this is what you were always meant to be or meant to do 
so i think i don't know if that answers the question but uh, i think that's the biggest takeaway like all the people i've met who have inspired me or who have shaped or molded or influenced me in any way they have all just stuck to their guns it's not ego it's just that they knew that they were meant for a particular thing so they didn't try to be something else or even if they did they found their way back to what they were supposed to be so that's 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 something i would definitely uh, remind my younger self like i would have actually saved 3 4 years right uh, if if i had known this because obviously you try you experiment right college is about okay let me try this let me try that i'm like no i should just talk to the basketball right right from day one so so yeah that's what i would i would tell uh, anyone all right man thank you so much for joining it was really fun to talk to you about this and once again thank you so so much for coming to the podcast sure man great my pleasure Thanks a lot for listening to the Curiosec podcast. I hope you enjoyed the interview with Gopal. I must sincerely thank him for agreeing to do this because without him it would have literally been impossible to have the show. I'm always looking to improve the show and you could help us with that. Follow us on Facebook, subscribe to us on iTunes. Tell us what you think about the show on our website curiosec.com. Write to us and tell us where we can do better. and definitely stay tuned because we will be coming up with more and more episodes